Is your campus constantly in emergency mode? Always reacting to things and putting out fires? Let's talk. This is Appendix B. Here's Kristen Van Dorn and Joel Goodman. So, Joel, a frequent thing that we hear from clients is that even though they want to get to planning, even though they want to have a sensible system for communications and for web updates, they always feel like they're in emergency mode. Yeah, I think this is sort of a sort of a thing that's really common in higher ed in general. I mean, I remember when I worked on a campus, it felt like we were always reacting to something and the work that we did uh, was always super, super urgent. And it's funny because I think back to when I was an undergrad and one of uh, one of the professors that we had, she was the, the head of our department, she always had a sign up that said, uh, you know, a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part, uh, which, you know, <laughs> as undergrads, you're like, oh, well, I, I tried my best. Uh, when you're adults and you're actually working and, you know, working for a multi multi-million dollar brand like a university, it's kind of wild to me that we still end up in this reactive emergency 911 style uh, stance towards towards everything that comes our way. And we've been talking about this a little bit, Kristen, but there are a few different things that I think contribute to it. Um, and, uh, and and a few things I know that you think contribute to it as well. Now, one of the big ones <laughs> yep, I think I've is, got a list. <laughs> well, one of the big ones <laughs> that you brought up was was the you know being underfunded, just lack of money towards doing the things that actually need to get done. Yeah, I think that a lack of funding can have a big impact on this sense of impending urgency or emergency, just because there's no give or slack in the staff model that you have. You're running on such a tight budget that you're not equipped to manage the slings and arrows of everyday work life. And so what happens is, is you get sidelined by a few things that come seemingly out of nowhere. And without that given the system to absorb it, you just feel like it's an emergency and everyone's strapped for time and someone goes on vacation and it's the whole thing feels like it's about to collapse. And part of that is just being like, I think with the underfunding is being spread and stretched so thin across a bunch of different things. And I think we've talked about this before, but not being able to really focus on the core parts of your job, which, you know, if you're a marketing director, you should be really good at strategy. It's probably a part of why you were either hired or got promoted into that role. It's because you're able to plan and able to do the strategy. But when you're constantly having to react to things because there aren't enough people, there aren't the right tools in place, or you don't have the right systems in place, uh, it, it just it just shortchanges the whole kind of efficiency and and potential that that your organization has. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, here's one of the ones that I think also contribute to the sense of emergency. Um, And tell me how you feel. But I think a lot of it has to do with the basic structure of higher ed in the sense that we have a lot of leadership transitions going on throughout higher education that are necessitated by the field. So Mm. at any given time, you might have a new dean or associate dean, or you might have new department chairs. Maybe they're on a three or four year cycle. And whenever that happens, first of all, staff need to um, 
budget time in their routines to educate the new people coming in on how they work, what works well, what they found to be effective, what they found to be ineffective. And on top of that, a lot of times a new dean or associate dean or even department chairs will come in with ideas of their own about what they want to see shift. And that might take up anything from a new web redesign project to a focus on more ad spending to a focus on more public relations. And that shift in strategy takes time to adapt to, and it takes time to reskill and make sure that you have the right time budgeted for these projects, that you have the right people on them. And that can really throw a Marcom office out of joint. Yeah, without that continuity of leadership, it's very difficult to stay true to whatever goals or whatever plan you actually had in place prior. And we see that, you know, even at a want to take like a really general level when new presidents come in, like all of a sudden there's so much stuff that's new and different and, you know, priorities change for bosses and then the bosses have to change the priority for the, you know, kind of the, 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 the middle management and the middle management have to change priorities for all their, their general workers. And it's very difficult, again, just to stay uh to stay in a, in a mode of uh, kind of control over the marketing practice that you're trying to do in place. And a lot of that just has to do with politics, which is another another point that that you've mentioned, just all of the complicated infighting and grappling for funding and grappling for power and everything else that goes on with these these leadership changes that that constantly happen. Yeah, there's a lot to the emergency mindset and one of those things is looking more effective. If you're constantly putting out fires, you have fires to put out and you're effective at handling them. But another thing is is that if it's an urgent or an emergent problem, um, it suddenly takes center stage and that could be what you need to tip the discussion into more funding or into another staff position. And so I think we sometimes leverage emergency situations almost to uh, trade on for more resources. Mm. But that doesn't mean it that because it's done on a superficial level that it doesn't have downstream impacts. And I think staff tend to feel that the most. So what do you think are some ways that offices, uh, whether it be marketing or, I mean, I think that this applies to a lot of different, a lot of different offices and departments within, within a university or college structure. What are some of the things that folks in those offices should be thinking about to try and minimize this constant reactive emergency mode that they seem to find themselves in? Well, I think that there's a couple of strategies. A big one, if you're in a leadership position is advocating for right-sizing your office and being clear about what your office can accomplish based on the staff and the resources that you have. And to fit your strategy to those resources and staff rather than try to fit um, your staff and resources to a strategy that maybe you can't afford. 
Another thing that I think is if you're not in a position of leadership, if you're just managing this emergency mindset all the time and it's taking a toll on you, that um, this is not to sound victim blamey, like this is a systemic issue across the industry. But I think that you could think about how you want to be reactive to this emergency mindset that higher education carries into its communications practices with. And so I think that you could decide this is not something that I need to be as reactive to or that I'm going to allow it across my work boundaries. And just it's easier said than done, obviously, because all of us have those difficulties with drawing hard boundaries with work. I mean, myself included. But I think that it's a good first step to just acknowledge that there is a systemic issue here and that you don't need to necessarily play the game in order to be successful in your job or successful in your work. The last point that I would probably make is that in emergency thinking, that this puts a ton of pressure on staff across the organization. And for people that are already under a lot of undue stress, um, you want to make sure that you're being an effective ally and not increasing their stress. So um, I think it's really important to think particularly in leadership about how you're passing that stress down to your staff when everything feels so urgent. Um, And, If you have the opportunity to be an advocate and an ally for your team in the sense that organizations need to grapple with shortfalls in funding and they can't do it all all the time and they can't do more with less. Thank you so much for listening to Appendix B. If you like this music, I mean, I know I do. I'm going to download it and listen in my car. You can go to LinkedIn and thank Joel Goodman because he made it. I love it. And if you want to hear more from Bravery, please consider subscribing to our newsletter at bravery.fyi. And we will be back next week. Thank you.